Good morning, folks. Andrew Torba here, CEO of Gab.com. Today, we're going to be discussing the unification of big tech and their censorship initiatives. So on paper, uh, these companies are separate entities, right? So we have Twitter Inc., we have Facebook Inc., we have uh, Alphabet Inc., which is Google. They're all separate businesses, right? On paper, at least, legally, at least. But when we see them start to censor or start to stifle the free flow of information, they tend to act as one company. And this is the nature of uh, businesses that are located within you know, a 50-mile radius of one another, uh, in the same city, in the same general area, out in Silicon Valley, who all share the same uh, political views the same worldly outlook, the same vision for a dystopian future hellscape where they have total control over the flow of information, over who can speak, over uh, what you're allowed to talk about, over what links you're allowed to share, over who's allowed to have a voice on the internet, etc., etc. So we see this unification, and we're seeing this again uh, with their latest push with censorship of different things. So let's dive in and explore some of those things now. So Twitter has recently started uh, ramping up its domain level censorship, meaning they are blocking uh, any link to specific domains that is shared on Twitter. They recently did this with BitChute, which they reversed after a pretty big outcry after that happened. And now they're doing it with uh, Alex Jones's video platform, Band.Video. So we have an article here from uh, reclaimthenet.org. Highly recommend these guys. Uh, this is one of the best news outlets, one of my favorite news outlets. Uh, Reclaim the Net covers all of the censorship-related news, all the big tech-related news. Um, if I was going to start uh, a news outlet, uh, it would probably look someone, somewhat like Reclaim the Net. I can't praise these guys enough. They've been very fair in covering everything that has happened to Gab as well. So check them out uh, at reclaimthenet.org. Anyway, uh, Twitter starts blocking links to Alex Jones's video platform, Band.Video. Twitter has started blocking links to InfoWars founder and host Alex Jones's, Alex Jones's Band.Video platform, which serves as a hub for his broadcasts and for clips from the independent media outlet. When a user opens up a Twitter link to Band.Video, they present it with a warning screen that says, warning, this link may be unsafe. The warning message adds that you are trying to access, the, the link that you are trying to access has been identified by Twitter and our partners as being potentially spammy or unsafe in accordance with Twitter's URL policy and lists several reasons that the link could have been blocked. It then presents the users with a large back to previous page button and then a very small section at the bottom of the page. It gives the users an option to ignore this warning and continue. Band.video launched in July of 2019 after InfoWars had been banned from all of the major big tech platforms, including YouTube. Um, so, you know, now uh, Twitter is policing links to Band.video uh, in an attempt to prevent uh, people from sharing uh, clips uh, from Alex Jones and from Infowars. So, you know, what we're seeing here is top-level domain blocks and top-level domain censorship from Twitter. 
um, in an attempt again to control the flow of information to uh, you know prevent people from going and accessing this information and watching these videos. So another example of this uh, is Instagram and TikTok are starting to block searches for the movie Plandemic. Um, and others are also blocking this as well. There's another article that I'll get into after this one. So the social media platforms, Instagram and TikTok, have started blocking search results for Plandemic, saying that these results go against their community standards. The blocking of the search results folds the release of the coronavirus documentary Plandemic Indoctrination earlier today. The documentary features clips from an interview with Dr. Judy Mikovits uh, from the Plandemic Part 1, which I believe Part 1 was also censored and removed, covers the recommendations of the World Health Organization Board to complete two global pandemic preparedness exercises by 2019 and shows footage from a scripted pandemic simulation event 201 that took place in October of 2019, just months before the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. TikTok is blocking all results for the term and replacing them with a message that states this phrase may be associated with behavior or content that violates our guidelines. Instagram is returning top posts for the hashtag pandemic searches, but is hiding recent posts because the community has, quote, reported some content that may not meet Instagram's community guidelines. The blocking of the search results follows links to the pandemic indoctrination being blocked by Facebook and Twitter earlier today. So that was an article just a few hours earlier that covered that Facebook and Twitter were blocking links to this documentary and Instagram and TikTok followed suit very quickly. So again, this is just highlighting the unification of big tech censorship. When one of them decides that uh, they're going to block this documentary, the rest follow uh, very quickly. So it's almost like they're acting in unison, which again should be no surprise. Um, you know, we're, we've seen dozens of examples of this happening where the, the press will whine about something and Facebook will cave or Twitter will cave. And then, you know, one or the other will follow shortly thereafter. And in this case, it happened within a matter of a few hours where we see Facebook and Twitter blocking links and then boom, inst instantly uh, TikTok and Instagram started doing the same thing. YouTube joined Twitter in banning content around, quote, hacked material in the run-up to the election. This is another example, and all of this stuff is happening just like in the last week or so here. Just in the past couple of days, we're seeing this massive uh, coordinated effort from big tech to silence people and to silence information, to cut off the flow of information for various documentaries, various links, various top-level domains. Um, you could tell that the election censorship push is in full swing here. So in 2016, hacked materials played a big part in U.S. presidential election. In 2020, users may not be allowed to talk about any of that on mainstream platforms. Without the amount of intense censorship as a way to editorialize and control what information is available to billions of users, social media giants have never before come close to becoming true publishers instead of being what people perceive them to be as mere platforms that host user-generated third-party content. 
Two events combined in 2020 to produce the perfect storm of censorship, whose silver linings is that at least forced these companies uh, out in the open to reveal their true nature. So YouTube is introducing another limitation to what creators can cover, and that's information about candidates for public office that emerges thanks to, quote, hacking. Whether factually true or not, Google's YouTube will not allow its users to learn about it. According to a blog post, that's because the particular kind of truth-telling has the potential to interfere with the democratic process. Yet it's hard to imagine an actual democracy where any truth is an interfering nuisance that must be scrubbed from the internet. Yet here we are. Here's an example of how this could work. Say a candidate committed murder, but this fact only surfaced thanks to, quote, hacking Google and YouTube would block that information and leave its users in the dark. So who would be interfering in the democratic process now? This is a great example. This is a great point here from reclaimthenet.org, which is the fact that if Google is itself blocking access to information that is true, even if it is true, uh, if they're preventing people from talking about it, if they're preventing people from uh, exposing this truth, to the world, they themselves are interfering with the democratic process, right? So they're claiming that they're they're silencing this information to protect the democratic process, when in reality it is them that is, uh, you know, directly impacting uh, the democratic process and harming the democratic process. So the, the hypocrisy and the projection of these companies is on full display uh, in the run-up to, you know, the 2020 election here. And it's only going to get worse. I mean, things are really accelerating. It seems like every day there's so much to talk about that it's almost impossible to, to keep up with the amount of coordinated censorship that is happening right now. And most people are just generally unaware of it because that's the nature of, of the censorship is you're not going to know that you're missing you know, this, this pandemic documentary or Millie Weaver's Shadowgate documentary. You're not going to know because you're not going to see it, right? That, and that's what they want. They don't want you to know that they're censoring it. They don't want you to know that it exists at all. And that's why they're working overtime now to scrub these things from the internet. Another article here, 235 million Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube user profiles exposed in a massive data leak. The security research team at Comparatech today disclosed how an unsecured database left almost 235 million Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube user profiles exposed online in what can only be described as a massive data leak. Recently, there has been a spate of reports concerning account data appearing on the dark web cybercrime forms. From the dark web audit, suggesting that there are actually, are there currently 15 billion stolen logins from 100,000 breaches out there, to the hacker giving away 386 million stolen records for free. Not all of this data will have been hacked, at least not in the sense of the word. Some, as will likely, as was likely in the case of the Utah gun exchange incident, will have been exposed by an unsecure database. So this is why it's really important for you to, you know, change your password um, a few times a year and to make sure that you have two-factor authentication on your accounts. You know, these hacks are happening all the time, so it's really important to maintain uh, you know, a password that is changed regularly just in case your password is used uh, uh, somewhere else that has been hacked and to use different passwords for different sites and, and get a password manager is what I would recommend, highly recommend. 
Facebook will take down Trump posts that violate standards. Report on Fox News here. With early voting set to begin soon in many states, Facebook Chief Operating Officer Sheryl Sandberg said on Tuesday that the social media giant is not afraid to remove a post by President Trump if it violates company policies. During an interview with MSNBC, Sandberg confirmed that the company would remove a post from the president if it violated Facebook's hate speech policies or false information standards. When the president violates our hate speech standards or gives false information about voter suppression or coronavirus, it comes down, Sandberg told the outlet. So, you know, a few years ago, this would have been totally unthinkable. Imagine a few years ago, if we go back to, say, you know, 2013, and it was announced that Facebook was censoring uh, and removing posts from President Barack Obama. Wow. Imagine the outrage that the media would have. The, you know, they would be trumpeting, uh, you know, the First Amendment and, and championing the First Amendment and talking about our, the importance of our democracy and all this stuff. But, of course, because it's happening to President Trump, we see almost no coverage about this. Fox News, of course, is covering it. Uh, but we see no one, no one really caring, no one really talking about this. The president of the United States of America is being totally silenced by big tech companies and fact-checked, quote-unquote, by big tech companies. And no one seems to care. All Everybody you know, keeps using these platforms, keeps giving these platforms their data, um, you know, keeps making these platforms billions of dollars. Um, if all the supporters of President Trump left these platforms and joined alternative platforms like Gab and like others... Uh, we, we wouldn't have this problem and they would make a lot less money and uh, they wouldn't have this grip over the flow of information uh, that they do right now on the internet, but which slowly is slipping away. With every user that joins Gab, with every user that spends five minutes on Gab instead of five minutes on Facebook, they are losing their, their control over the flow of information and over, uh, you know, who, uh, the ability to... to uh, control and manipulate people's minds, right? That's that's really what it boils down to is they are able to socially engineer hundreds of millions of people by preventing certain documentaries, certain links, certain domains, certain people from speaking and from getting information out on the internet. And that is why we're working so hard to build the market-leading alternative to Silicon Valley tyranny. So that's all I have for today. If you support us, remember you can go pro at pro.gab.com. We are 100% funded by people like you. Um, we don't you know, have big corporate advertisers. Uh, we are 100% dependent on our community members to pay the bills. So if you want to support us, go to pro.gab.com. And thank you for tuning in today. Remember to speak freely. Thank you.